Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. The Dolphins averaged 36.2 points per game, you know, going back to the Dolphins offense. Tua averaging 322.8 yards per game. That's first in the NFL. He's also first in yards per attempt, first in yards per completion. He's up there in in quarterback rating as well. Uh, Realistically, what do you think a a solid stat line for, for Tua in this game could be? You know, do you predict over 300 yards passing for Tua against the Panthers? Yeah, I mean, I really didn't put too much thought into it, but I think he'll throw for 300 yards, but I also think they might come out and try to run that football a little bit more, right? Get some of those guys involved. So I'll say, yeah, yep. I'll say 300 yards passing and three touchdowns. That, that sounds, sounds good to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not playing against him in fantasy this week. So <laughs> even if I was, we'd be rooting for two of there. Uh, but you did mention the Panthers are vulnerable on the ground as well. The Panthers give up 5.2 yards per carry. Um, that is uh, hashtag bad. Uh, that's 29th in the NFL. Raheem Mostert averages 5.4 yards per carry. Uh, that's hashtag good. And he has seven touchdowns so far on the year, which would have him in first place uh, for running backs as far as rushing touchdowns go. So uh, you're right. The Dolphins could choose to attack this Panthers defense on the ground, and that would be a sound strategy. But I just, uh, you know, Mike McDaniel can't resist throwing the football a bunch of times either. You know, 30 passes for Tua. He, he, I think he secretly wants some record-setting performances from his guys this year. So he can, you know, obviously the goal is to, to win the division, then to win the conference, and then to hopefully win a Super Bowl. But if you can look back and be like, yeah, I was the architect of the number one passing yardage total in, in, for a single season in NFL history. And, oh, yeah, by the way, I was the one who helped Tyreek Hill get over 2,000 yards receiving. Oh, and by the way, I was the one who who engineered one of the most potent rushing attacks in NFL history, which means uh, that offense was damn good. So you, you have to think maybe in the back of his mind, he, he is thinking about these things here. So he wants to get Tyreek those yards as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins just dropped back 40 times and Tua had 32, 33 completions, 350 yards, three touchdowns or more. But to your point, I could see Raheem Mostert running for 160 yards and Jeff Wilson tacking on another 75 yards and maybe Savon Ahmed and Chris Brooks getting a few touches as well. So it, it could be a, a, a buffet for the Dolphins offense this Sunday. And I want to see everybody eat, baby. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that sounds like a terrible problem to have, right? Your offense can go out there and put up, you know, 70 points any way they want, whether it's on the ground or in the air. So speaking of, uh, hold on. Did you see, did you see the tweet? uh the video this morning of the broncos fan who had his yeah. front yard set that, up <laughs> the halloween like, yeah that was so sick, <laughs> so had, sick. Like, it's like a watch party right yeah, yeah no. they're they're watching the dolphins broncos game one was and, throwing up right yeah they had like... one, one skeleton vomiting the other one's like clutching his eyes they got the tv with the game on they got the score 70 to 20 they i think they had tombstones with like sean payton's name and everything on it that's that's creative that that's good fun that's good fun 
Oh, for sure. And I think a lot of this is going to come down, you know, whether how Mike McDaniel plans to attack this defense is with that defensive line, like we mentioned. If Brian Burns is out, Derek Brown, those guys, you know, that opens up a whole new world of problems for the Carolina Panthers defense. So um, I still I'm looking at it, though, and to see the, the guys that got up there, you know, Uta Gross Matos, Derek Brown, Justin Houston. I hope I said that right. That was one of my favorite players. <laughs> Derek, uh, Brian Burns. With Connor, if Connor Williams is out, man, I mean, again, I, I got to feel a little bit uneasy about those matchups if those guys are healthy. So one, one guy's going to be okay. T- tell me it's going to be okay. It is going to be okay. Here's a reason why. I, I think we all got a little nervous when we saw Robert Hunt pop on the injury report yesterday with a knee injury he suffered in practice. That was actually uh, Mike McDaniel's, the first words out of Mike McDaniel's mouth uh, at today's media availability that Robert Hunt's fine. He's not in danger of missing the game on Sunday. So while we may have a Liam Eikenberg at center, it looks like we will also have a Robert Hunt at right guard, which is good news for the Dolphins. And I believe, and, and I can't remember who I saw post this, and maybe it was even you, but uh, the Dolphins are having the most success on the ground running to the right side. Uh, so running behind Robert Hunt, running behind Austin Jackson. So more flowers thrown at, at the big man there. We've done that a lot this week. And he certainly earned them. But yeah, that, that that right side seems to be where the Dolphins like to uh, get those yards on the ground. So it's good news that Robert Hunt will be just fine for this game. Yeah, it looks like we got a familiar face at linebacker, Camus Grigier Hill. Remember when he played for the Dolphins right. there for a yes. little bit? Um, so you got him, you got Frankie Luvu, which I'm not even going to pretend to know who that is. And then, I mean, the secondary has some names, right? Dante Jackson, Jeremy Chin, uh, CJ Henderson, guys who, you know, just haven't really brought it all together throughout their NFL career. So, I mean, I'm looking at this and Tua Tumvalo, he's going to have the time, you know, he'll have time to get that ball out with how quickly he, you know, gets those balls to his playmakers. You got Tyree Kill, probably the best receiver in football right now. I mean, he was before Justin Jefferson went on IR, to be honest, but Tyree Kill's the best receiver in football. Then you got Braxton Barrios, Jalen Waddle wants to have that big game. Please tell me how they're not going to feast on this secondary because it just seems like, again, I mean, I hate to be overconfident because this is going to be that pod where people are just clipping the, the hell out of us if things go south. But I just don't see how the Dolphins, you know, even struggle with anything they do against the Carolina Panthers offensively or defensively. No, the Miami Dolphins have the best offense in the NFL. And if you're a Bills fan, you can shut it. And if you're a Chiefs fan, you can really shut it because last I checked, y'all scored 19 points against the Denver Broncos which is cute and all, but uh, the Miami Dolphins scored 70 points against the Denver Broncos. So both games were, were at home. Chiefs, you were at home. What happened? Where were you? What's going on with that Chiefs offense? It's, it's missing in action. Thankfully for the Chiefs, their defense looks legit this year. So they're still a contender in the AFC. But uh, yeah, I mean, what if you, if you had to pick an offense that was close to the Dolphins, you'd probably look at the Bills. Um, you could look at the Lions a little bit here, but... Tua lights out. Uh, the 49ers offense is good as well. Let's not forget them on the NFC side of things. Uh, but Tua lights out having an MVP type season. Tyreek Hill going to going for that 2,000 yard mark. He's well within reach. Raheem Mostert killing it. A-Chan was killing it when he was healthy. He'll be back this season. Uh, Waddle back on track. Had, had 10 targets last week and a touchdown. Should have had two if it wasn't for that uh, non-call on that defensive pass interference in the end zone there. Uh, it's just the the dolphins as long as they stay healthy and i'll knock on all the wood in my entertainment room here but uh you know if the dolphins offense stays healthy and these key pieces stay healthy you know namely to uh tyreek you know guys like that 
it's really going to be hard to slow this team down. And even when you slow the Dolphins offense down, it's still one of the best offenses in the NFL because they are so that much better than any other offense out there. So if you take them from there, you know, hundred percent and then, you know, slow them down to like a 75%, that's still somebody else's teams, like 110%. Maybe that's Scott Steiner math here, but, uh, but the Dolphins are just too damn good. And, and that, very few teams will be able to slow them down. No teams will be able to stop them. And the Carolina Panthers ain't even going to be able to contain them. So I'm done yeah, with they're, that. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna tame those cats. Dolphins are running the ball 41.4% of the time and then passing the ball 58.6%. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but at the beginning of the year, I photoshopped. Um, it was a picture of Dan Marino and the Marx Brothers. I photoshopped Tua on one of them, Waddle Hill. And dude, I mean, it's pretty comparable, right? The way these guys are playing, putting up those numbers, it really does remind you of our early times being Dolphin fans and all those teams we loved in the early 90s. Um, I want to ask you this. We're talking about the receivers. I jokingly said Robbie Chosen could have a um, revenge game, which I only thought about this morning. But Chase Claypool, he's been the talk of the town. We hear the vending machine stuff. You know they're going to want to get him out there and get some reps in. Do you see him, you know, maybe having a couple plays, packages for him? Because we know what type of playmaker he can be in some of those, you know, end arounds and things like that that we used to see Eric Ezukoma do. So what are your thoughts heading into this week for Chase Claypool and some of those other guys that aren't, you know, Braxton Barrios, Jalen Waddle, and Tyreek Hill? Yeah, I think you will see some of those guys get into this game late when when the score is a little bit out of hand. And I do think this could be a game where Chase Claypool comes in, gets a handful of snaps, you know, see what he can do. Get it, like you said, end arounds, jet sweeps, things like that, just to just to get him comfortable within the Miami Dolphins offense. Get him comfortable with the language and the huddle and and the motions and all of that. The Dolphins love to do. Um, you're gonna want him at full strength and full speed, you know, with, with this offense later in the season, when you get to some of these tougher games. So, you know, you might as well put them out there now, you know, sink or swim now, see where, see where you're at. So I'd love to see Claypool in this game. I'd love to see chosen, you know, catch another long bomb. I'd love to see Chris Brooks, get some carries in that backfield. You know, he's a guy I continue to be intrigued with, uh, you know, shame on these, these national media members for saying the Dolphins did not have depth prior to this season, because that's all we've seen so far is how much depth the Miami Dolphins do have. Uh, and it's been quite impressive to say the least. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Chris Brooks because I was going to mention him in some of those short yardage situations. We even saw him a little bit in that Alec Ingold role. He was opening up some holes and, you know, blocking downfield. So, um, you know, even the Salvin Ahmed, I think he's coming back this week, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll see the way this running back room, you know, situates itself. But um, it sucks that we lost Devon A-Chain. But like you mentioned, man, the depth is that insane. And um, again, they should have their way with the Carolina Panthers. 